0: Hey, beautiful people, welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Breder. For this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Priscilla Jenkins. She started her career as a nurse and she has moved her way up to a nurse executive. While doing this, she has built multiple businesses, including a staffing agency. And now she has another company called Nurse Pro CEO, where she teaches people how to turn their passion into a profit. I hope you are inspired by her story and her never-give-up attitude. Enjoy the episode. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show.
1: How did you move from being a nurse to an entrepreneur? Tell me about that.
2: You know, uh, I've always had a niche for entrepreneurialism. Um, I started off with a little clothing boutique. Just something, you know, as a registered nurse, you only uh, work three days out of the week. So I've always had a lot yeah. of free time, in my, yeah, my time off. So I started a little clothing boutique, and it actually went really, really well. And then I um, just ventured off into a staffing agency and then just kind of starting a lot of different things and um, going on to help other people start their own, you know, candles, mm-hmm. business, winery. So I just have a love for um, being my own boss, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. My own <laughs> <boss>. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it.
1: And so um, did you always, like, think that you would be an entrepreneur or
2: was this something that just kind of started out of free, your free time? You know, it kind of started out of free time. So I've always, um, I was an open heart nurse at 21. At 20, actually, I was an open heart nurse. And I always had a lot of free time outside of um, being a nurse and actually going to school as well because, you know, um, it's just something that came to me as being, you know, fun to do. So it started off as a hobby, actually, I guess one would say. It started off as a hobby, something fun to do, and then as it kind of gained more steam, it turned into something quite serious, and then it kind of moved into my full-time gig because I wasn't able to meet the demands of both being a nurse and an entrepreneur and going to school full-time. So something kind of had to give there. Right,
1: yeah. And so what kind of sparked your idea to start, like, the staffing
2: agency? How did
1: that come about?
2: So actually, um, being a nurse, I was – always short-staffed so I was a charge nurse and then later on became a nurse director and then a nurse executive and we were just always short on um, uh, occupational therapists um, sometimes even doctors Um, we were short on um, LVNs and then RNs so I said you know there's a need here so I should create a staffing agency because that would solve some of my own problems so actually I started that and then I started to recruit RNs into the hospital, and then it, that kind of also expanded into other hospitals and then eventually nationwide. But it's it started because there's an extreme shortage, especially here in California, for RNs. I think our staffing ratios were supposed to be like one to four, and it was something like one to eight because we just didn't have the RNs to cover the floors.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So you you had a need and you, you know, turned it into something for your own benefit, but then started this whole thing. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, it was like, it's a lot of, um, it's, it, you know, it's for patient safety, really, it's where it, it started from. And then it just kind of spiraled into something that I enjoy doing. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And what about that did you enjoy doing?
2: Oh, I love... Placing RNs uh, through different work assignments. For example, so our staffing agency is nationwide, and RNs get to travel all over. Especially now during um, the COVID. But I love yeah. um, I love to travel, and I love being a nurse. So I got to combine the two because it's a travel agency. It's a travel um, me- medical agency. So mm-hmm. I love the fact that other uh, RNs can come in from out of state and see how California is and then go to even Hawaii and then all across the country. So um, that made it really fun for me and for them. So that's why I kind of just took on a life of its own. What's the hardest
1: part about, you know, starting your business?
2: Ooh, well, for one, I'm um, – a lot of people in that, um, uh, you know, in the travel agency, they're, they have a lot more experience. I would say they're a lot older. Um, I started this agency when, when I was 25 years old. You know, and being an African American, it was a lot of red tape um, to get across. It was a lot of um, legalities. It was a lot of um, trying to get the contracts for the different nurses and hospitals. So the biggest challenge was really um, competing against the major. Um, staffing agencies out there so you know me being just like a mom-and-pop staffing agency so to speak well back then now you know it's a little better now we have people but, <laughs> but back then we were really a really small fish and a big you know big big um pond there so yeah that was a big challenge trying to get the contracts and trying to get all the legalities and to compete on a on a um you know on that sort of level Yeah, and
1: so what helped you kind of get through that red tape and everything?
2: You know, I did a lot of the work myself. At first, um, you know, being a new entrepreneur, I didn't know. You know, I tried to, I think, outsource so many things because people keep telling you, you know, to save time, just give that person the task or hire this person or outsource it to this person. And I realized Mm -hmm. that things weren't really getting done. So I actually taught myself myself. how to kind of do it all so i went out and got my own contracts i um, learned the laws myself i learned the you know the health laws the title 22 laws all of the laws that um go into owning a medical staffing agency and i did a lot of the footwork about 90 percent of it myself and um that's what spiraled me on to my um thing that i have now the nurse pro ceo because now i teach people how to start their own business because I really started mine from like the ground up. I I didn't hire you know many people at all. I did about ninety percent of the work myself. So yeah,
1: looking back, do you still kind of recommend that approach of doing the work yourself, or do you absolutely. see some benefit? In, like
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what? So the so the Nurse Pro CEO thing I have right now is I can start a business for someone or teach them how to do it themselves and i always recommend to do it yourself i'd rather teach a person how to start their own business and that way you can become very good at starting you know multiple you know businesses and quickly once you do one you can start you know a lot of them you know if you have an idea you don't have to wait on the people you can just do it yourself and um that's how really? i became a serial entrepreneur yeah
1: did you have any doubts when you first got started, like especially having to compete with some you know, uh, national companies and stuff?
2: Did you have any doubts when you first started? Oh, yes, absolutely, um, especially in California. Other states are a little bit easier to start, like in Nevada and so forth, but California just has so much um, legality um, there. I almost thought it was going to be impossible, especially to um, – Get RNs and uh, occupational therapists and MDs on board, but um, but I kept at it, and I actually found one hospital that would give me a try, and from there the rest was history. <laughs> I was like, it's yeah, my <laughs> in the door <laughs> with one hospital, then I know I can get the other ones, but it it did seem quite impossible um, for a good amount of time.
1: Yeah. Do you remember like how many hospitals hospitals you had to like try to work with to
2: get into that one, or what was that process like? Oh, there was about um, ten no's before I got one yes, and with those ten no's came a lot of um, a lot of. Uh, it wasn't just like okay, no, we can't give you the contract. It was like I put a lot of work, like uh, like a few weeks of work into each. Trying to get one contract in, yeah. So it took a long time, about ten no's, and then we got our first yes, and then um, we kind of just snowballed from that point. Yeah. So what kept
1: you going to get that yes after you had so many no's to start?
2: You know, I had already invested so much time, and mm-hmm. not, and and also there was still a shortage. I was like, this is, you know, people's lives right? Whenever you're short in the hospital, that means someone's not getting the quality care that they need. So I had put so much into it already. I said, you know, I got to really stick this out, stick things through. It wasn't my first challenge um, in my personal or professional life, so just had to keep going.
1: That, like, mindset to just, like, it'll happen if I just keep pushing through. Like, you'll overcome those challenges. (laughs) Exactly. And so... um, like from your own experience and with the people that you've helped, do you think that uh, everyone's passion is profitable? I
2: do. You know, I think that everyone, I think the greatest thing of all is to um, get paid for doing your passion. And I don't, you know, not everyone is lucky enough to um, to have that, you know, to be able to do that, but I think most people are, they just don't realize it, right, because we get so comfortable in our everyday, you know, work, and it feels like work, right, because it's not our passion. But I think Mm -hmm. um, if more people took that first step of faith, I think they would uh, realize that they could have a completely different life and a life that does not feel like they have to, you know, work per se. Yeah. And so do you find
1: people usually, like, have a passion and, like, come to you, like, how do I start this business, or do they say, like, I want to start a business, and I don't know what I'm passionate about.
2: They they usually either already have an idea, they know what they're passionate about, or they have an idea. It's just, um, or they don't realize it. So I'll start, they'll say like, I want to work for myself, but I don't know how to do anything. And then after you know, speaking with them, it you know, I'm gonna find out they're great at singing, or they know how to make you know different fragrances, or. You know, I even had a lady who knows how to make pocketbooks, like, you know, purses from scratch. So she didn't oh, cool. even realize that that was, like, something that she can turn into, like, a profit. You know, it never even occurred to her because it didn't feel like work because it was something that she loved to do. And now she's a major competitor, you know, in the um, purse world. So that's, you know, it's pretty cool to see, um, to see people go from that stage to actually making a profit from what they do. Yeah. That's awesome. And so uh, what is the first step that someone needs to
1: take to start their business?
2: The first step I would say that someone needs to take is you have to realize, I think everything starts in the power of the mind, and you have to realize that in the beginning it's not easy. I think a lot of people go into this with the perception that, okay, I have a passion or something that I'm good at, I want to turn it into a business and make money, and it's going to be, they don't think it's going to be, maybe not quite easy, but they think that it's not going to be harder than their 9-to-5 job. And being an entrepreneur, it's actually more work <laughs> than going to work. Yeah. <laughs> because when you, and people don't realize that. They're like, oh, I thought it would be, I'm like, no, when when you work for yourself, um, the hours don't end, you know. You really have right. to give yourself a sort of boundary with that because, I can tell you um, it's a lot easier, you know, to clock in and clock out um, versus being an entrepreneur because there's really no off button. You just have to kind of find a balance. So the most, the first step is to realize that you're going to have to really invest a lot of your personal time.
1: Work with people, do they, like, once they kind of realize, like, oh, it's going to be hard, <laughs> do most people, do they, like like, okay, never mind, or do you actually see them, like, no, I want to do this, like, let's push through?
2: Yeah, well, actually, most people want to push through. Most people um, come to me because they're either, like, completely fed up with their jobs or they have, like, a, you know, a burning passion they have to get out there. Like, they can't suppress it anymore, or they just know that they're fit to be an entrepreneur. And, you know, that's kind of like how I got into it. Like, um, you know, even though I had, like, you know, 14 years of higher education, I've had all the credentials, I was an executive, was even making really good money, but none of that satisfied me. So I think most people realize, like, there's no price that you can pay them to be satisfied with their job. Like, they want to really do what their passion is, and they want to be an entrepreneur and get out there. So I think they already have it in their hearts. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's great. And... um, You know, like you were just saying, starting a business is hard, and it's hard to be an entrepreneur. So, you know, even people going into that knowing that, like, why do you
2: think that people still fail at being an entrepreneur? You know, I think they give up too easily. I think there's – I think um, now in 2020 with um, social media and just the world the way it is, I think think a lot of people see, like, the highlights of being an entrepreneur, but they don't see the, the back work. Um, there and that's why on my social media I try to like really post the 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 realness of being an entrepreneur so not just the highlights and the, you know the rewards but also the struggles and the failures to get there so I think mm-hmm. a lot of people um think you know that it's going to be you know they don't they they don't realize until they're actually in it that there's a lot of downfalls in it. There's a lot of um, things you have to overcome, but the rewards almost always outweigh that. So um, Mm -hmm. I think they just need to stick to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, like, what
1: else kind of helps people to um, keep pushing forward?
2: I think um, if people realize the end goal, they'll keep going. So a lot of Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs want to see things, you know, new entrepreneurs tend tend to see things and, like, you know, they don't see things far out enough. I think you have to look at the end result. The end result is where do you want to be, you know, how much do you want to make, you know, how do you want to feel about what you do, who do you want to help, how do you want to give back. I think new entrepreneurs need to uh, use the end goal and let that be their guide because if you don't have your end goal or where you want to be, you get, then nothing at all will make you happy. Not just even in business, in your personal life as well. You know, you need to know what, exactly what you want so you know how to get there. And you know when to kind of stop because sometimes, you know, you see entrepreneurs, they can have, you know, a zillion dollars and they're still sacrificing, you know, time with their family. They're sacrificing, you know, their own downtime just to make more money. So you need to know what you want out of whatever you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: How do you recommend for people to kind of really define that
2: end goal? I think that they should be honest with themselves. Yeah, I think entrepreneurs need to be honest with themselves and have uh, a real um, sort of uh, self-reflection of what they're capable of doing and what they're willing to do. I see a lot of new entrepreneurs um, – they kind of missed out on what they're willing to do, right? Because it's not easy at all. So you need to really be honest with yourself, and uh, really come to terms with how many hours you're willing to put into it, um, what you're willing to give up, right? Because everything has a price, and nothing is free. And if you're going to be a successful entrepreneur, then you have to dedicate a you know a good amount of um, uh, time and. Uh, personal time, family time, um, yeah. So I think that they just need to be honest with themselves and to um, really, or, you know, if they can't figure it out, they should consult with, you know, someone or someone who is where they want to be. That's a good thing. They mm-hmm. should get, they should find, seek out someone who's already doing what they wish to do and then mm-hmm. to speak to that person and to see, you know, how they got there, not detail by detail, but just a general um, idea of the amount of sacrifice that it took for them to get there so that they can have an honest idea of what they're willing to put into it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
1: And so, um, you know, you said that you did a lot of the groundwork for your business and stuff. Did you have like a mentor or anyone that kind of helped you or kind of made you aware of like what you were getting into when you first started?
2: Um, you know, I I had one. um i wouldn't No, she's like a mentor. But I had one lady. Um, it's it's so strange. I was actually. Um, so I was an open heart nurse at 20, and it was the CEO. Okay, so she worked herself all the way up from like a, a LVN all the way to a CEO, and she was a CEO of the oh, hospital wow. for. Yeah, for like 50 years, right? So she was an African-American, and when she first started, she wasn't even allowed to be a registered nurse or anything in ICU because black people were not allowed to do that back then. So to come from that point, yes, and then to be a CEO for 40-plus years of one of the most major hospitals in the U.S., it was just like, whoa. So. When she would come around, everyone was really – this. she wasn't the nicest um, person, so everyone was, like, <laughs> really afraid of her. And I remember she used to wear these heels, and when you would hear her coming, you would just hide wherever you could <laughs> because they knew she was going to, like, grill you and, you know, and grill you. And she was just really hard on everyone because she wanted the best out of everyone. So um, right. I finally caught her one day, you know, when she was like eating lunch. And I was like, you know, I finally got up and I was sweating. I was nervous and I was like, oh my God, she's going to rip me to shreds. And she actually sat down and told me her entire story. And for like, you know, 20 minutes, my entire lunch break, she told me her story. And it kind of inspired me. So I don't know. She wasn't quite, I mean, because what she did was more corporate. So it wasn't like on entrepreneurship, but it was through her story and through her drive. And through her resiliency that I determined that I wanted to get started in doing what I was doing. And then from there, I just sought out other people just here and there who did what I wanted to do. And I would see that if they wanted to talk to me, I would, like, shoot them an email or say, hey, I'd appreciate if I could just have two seconds of your time to figure out how to do this. And you get turned down sometimes. Sometimes people would say no or never even respond. But there were a great. few people that really helped me and that were really willing to email me. So I always try to reciprocate that and give that to people. If anyone emails me or calls me, I'm always willing to talk to anyone, yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's so great to, like, even though, you know, she didn't, like, directly like become your mentor that she was just that like role model for you. And like did take right. that time to speak with you and tell her story. And that was incredible. Like, I'm sure she has some story.
2: <laughs> oh God, she was just so, and then it's so funny because our perception of this lady, you know, my perception of her completely changed. Cause I mean, we would literally, when you hear her heels coming to the hall, you would just hide. I mean, that's how <laughs> afraid we were, <laughs> you know, and I was 20 years old. I was always, uh, I was the only black one in the open heart unit. And then I was the youngest and the only black. So it was just like, I already felt so marginalized. And then, you know, and then even though she was a black woman too, she was like this big CEO. And I mean, it was just, yeah. So I was just totally intimidated and then come to find out. she was like the nice, one of the nicest people um, I've ever met. And um, yeah. And so that, so that really inspired me to always give back and to, um, yeah, I don't let one email go unanswered. I am willing to talk or find time to uh, speak with anyone.
1: For people to succeed as an entrepreneur, do you see any, like, common traits
2: that people have? Absolutely. So successful entrepreneurs, first of all, they have, um, you know, we have a deep, um, you, have to be self, you have to be self-aware. That's mm-hmm. the first step. You cannot be an entrepreneur if you're not self-aware. You have to know your limitations. Right. You, 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 it's, I think it's almost impossible to be an entrepreneur if you do not know your self-limitations. So you have to be self-aware. Um, you have to uh, um, have, a, you know, deep insight. Um, you have to be a hard worker, and you have to be a go-getter. And um, you really have to be a self-starter. So I think self-starter and having self-insight are the two major ones, because um, being an entrepreneur, no one's going to do anything for you, and You fail or succeed totally based on your own, um, you know, work ethic, your own merit. So there's no one to piggyback off of. There's no one to blame. It's literally 100% on you. A lot of pressure, (laughs) a lot of pressure. You have to be good with pressure. You have to be good with failure. Um, When people talk about entrepreneurship, um, sometimes we're quick to highlight the success or what we do well. Um, mm-hmm. I always like to highlight that you really have to know what you don't do well. Um, I think most right. of my own success has come from me knowing what I'm not good at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's very important. Yeah. Very important.
1: And how can people become more self-aware?
2: Um, I think people become more self-aware, um, again, by being honest with themselves and also um People will be very quick to let you know what you're not good at. <laughs> so, so if they don't know how to become self-aware, someone will definitely tell you, hey, your logo is no good. You don't know how to draw it. You need to hire someone. <laughs> for example, they got to be willing to ask for some feedback. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes you don't even have to ask. People will willingly tell you, this sucks. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> And so you You do have to be able to, you have to have a good self sense of humor as well. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. I mean, yeah, you, you probably will not be a successful entrepreneur if you take yourself too seriously. Yeah. I feel like that's a good
1: one that kind of goes, you know, it's not mentioned enough that you really got to be able to laugh at yourself and yeah. pull yourself up after you kind of messed up something. <laughs> Exactly. Now, you know, because of COVID and everything, a lot of businesses are, you know, struggling, uh, or it's just like a real test, and, you know, for businesses to keep going. Do you think now is a good time for someone to start a
2: business? I think this is the perfect time to start a business, um, not only because, you know, of the rolling lockdowns, you never know what's going to be open or closed or this. I think this I think this pandemic has taught people that it's very important to be somewhat self-sufficient, right, because now mm-hmm. you see with the layoffs um, and you see with people, you know, barely hanging on to their jobs. A lot of things are closing, you know. Um, I think people are realizing now that although you can be blessed to have, you know, a job, I think it's important to know how to start your own business, you know, even if you don't, um, you know, Keep a business 24-7. It's important to know how to start one quickly. Um, mm. I, so I think this is the perfect time. I think all of the resources are out there. There's grants out there. Um, I'm offering, you know, 100 people um, to go through my Nurse Post to EO Academy for free, especially people gotcha. that are affected by COVID. And I think a lot of people are willing to open up now and to help one another. And I think if this is the time where entrepreneur wanted to start a business, I think you'll never find a better time than right now in the moment. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. Um, So you're offering your, uh, the Nurse Pro CEO course
2: for free? Correct. So all of my webinars and courses are free. They're going to be free for 100 people that are affected by COVID. So it's just first come, first serve. We already did four hundred people and it went by so quick <laughs> so I'm sure keep, and yeah so we keep I, so I'm doing a hundred at a time so I don't um, overwhelm myself because I personally help um, them so I get each one of them an hour um, consultation they have direct access to me. I answer every single email every single time. So, we do um, a cohort of a hundred at a time, and right now we have four hundred down, and I'm gonna bring in another one hundred before the year's out to take all of my not just one course but all of the courses and webinars for free, plus free consultation with me directly. I don't pass it on to any of my staff. I speak with um, my students directly. That's awesome. that's really amazing yeah that's um, a challenge. i have a I have a two month old and a two-year-old, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, you so, I mean, what kind of sparked background. you to do that? You know, I was like, so many people need help right now, and then so many friends and family and just associates and associates of associates that are coming to me saying, I need help with the business, I need to get going, I need to get off the ground, and I found myself, you know, just helping everyone on my off time because I do have a good work-life balance because I have my, like I said, two-month-old, my two-year-old, and my husband. So I have a good work-life balance, but I found all of my time being eaten up by helping, you know, people on my off hours. So I said, you know, I'm going to put a certain amount of people through my academy at a, you know, at a time where it's scheduled so I can, you know, kind of shift my me time back to me. (laughs) I was yeah. like 24-7, like a mad woman, and my husband was like, okay, you literally gave birth two months ago. You need to slow it down. <laughs> so, was, you, you needed it. some help I, to become people. self-aware. <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. And I need to know my limitations. So I was like, let me um, let me just do it this way that's structured. So i it's mean, yeah. going really good. We were only going to do 100. We were only going to do 100 total, and then it just ballooned. And I just... I didn't have the heart to turn people down. A lot of um, my students are, um, they're either single moms or they're married, they lost their jobs, they have kids, or they can't go. For example, I was a nurse executive recently in the hospital, but when I found out I was pregnant, um, high-risk pregnancy with COVID, I couldn't do that anymore. You see, that's why I found Important. Yes, to know how to start your own business. So because I personally went through that, I could not turn anyone down. I was like, I know how it feels to not be able to work. (laughs) So I cannot turn down anyone. Yeah, so it just started into, like, the Nurse Pro CEO Academy, and then we also have the Coach Pro CEO Academy, where you don't have to be a healthcare professional. We just help anyone and everyone who wants to be an entrepreneur. So that's how it went from, yeah, the 100 to 400-plus now. So we have a new – our new cohort, cohort will start November 1st, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they can sign them directly on the website after that.
1: You, um, you were still like working as a nurse executive, like full time, before COVID.
2: Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a full time nurse executive at a hospital um, before COVID, and then I was had. I still have my staffing agency and the Nurse Pro CEO Academy. Um, the staffing agency was has always been kind of full throttle. Um, the Nurse Pro CEO. I was maybe taking, like, 5 to 10 clients per month. Once COVID mm-hmm. hit, we went from 5 to 10 people a month, and then in March we went up to, like, 100 people per month. So I had to oh, wow. rapidly expand the Nurse post CEO. I was still a nurse executive full-time, and I found out I was pregnant. So <laughs> it was, <laughs> it's been a very, very um, uh, challenging year for not just anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Wow, and so did it
1: grow so much because you started promoting it more, or was it just like the need just was really
2: there? Absolutely all word of mouth, zero promotion. Oh, wow. That's and I still haven't, awesome. to be honest with you, I still haven't. Um, it's expanded so quickly, so I haven't promoted quite yet. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I, like launch. I haven't promoted quite yet. Um Yeah, I haven't quite yet, but now I have a team in place. So now I'm starting to – I'm lucky enough to do the podcast with you, and I'm lucky enough to have some kind of things rolling. But now we're ready for the intake. But the jump from 5 to 10 a month to to almost – from, like, 90 to, like, you know, 98 a month was just – it was insane. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome, though. But Yeah,
1: that's really great that, you know, it's just – the word of mouth yeah. and All you, know. Of mouth. Yeah, because, you have yeah. that heart to like give this out for free and stuff right now. Like that's, that's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh. And um, wow. yeah, it, was, it was a challenge, but but we got through, but it was word of mouth from the people in the hospital and then healthcare professionals will, t- will tell their non-healthcare professional friends. And then this person wants to open up this or do this or, and you know, a lot of people already had their ideas of what they wanted to do before COVID hit, and now that COVID happened, they're like, okay, I'm, this is my chance to like open up my, you know, store or do this or start my online, you know, whatever. So yeah, yeah. And so, what do you think has made you so successful? Um, you know, I, I'm I I'm almost 100 percent 100 percent sure it was my team. Like, I cannot mm-hmm. do any of what I do without my husband. Um, I have an amazing team. My husband, I have one um, uh, assistant that's been with me, um, you know, for 10 years now. Um, It's definitely my my family and my assistant and my team because it would just be impossible. I would never be able to do any of this without a strong team in place. Um, So who you have around you will almost absolutely um, uh, determine your success, I believe. Yeah. And that good support system in place. Very good support. My husband's so awesome. He lets me go out on these crazy endeavors. Whatever I want to do, he just looks at me like you're crazy, but I'll support you. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you could share one piece of advice for someone starting a business, what would it be?
2: Don't give up. I always say don't give up because you never know when you're going to be the next big hit. What about you give up a day before you make it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If I would have gave up on the ninth hospital that turned me down, then who would have known number 10 would have been my way in? The biggest thing is to stick to it. Stick with it. Do not give up. And were there ever times that you almost gave up? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, Um, absolutely. There's been so many times where I was like, you know, it's so easy to start a business once you've started one, and because it's so Mm -hmm. easy for me to do it, sometimes I find myself starting a business because I have a really good idea, and I always act quickly on my idea. I'm a go-getter. If I have an idea pops into my head, I'm on it, and I'm on it like that very moment. Like I said, you never know when it's going to be your, your time to shine. So you just never know. And um, giving up is easy. Never take the easy road. I I've, I've, I always try to take the struggle. I try to take the high road. And I try to, you know, mention to people, especially new entrepreneurs, go where the struggle is at. Like, seek out the struggle. Like, that's where mm-hmm. the reward comes. If you're not struggling or if it's just super easy, then it's very likely that the reward is going to be very low. So try to go, right. you know, try to challenge yourself. Go where the difficult things are. Do what you think you cannot do. And then when you get there, it would be, you know, so much more, you know, sweet when you get there. So I, I, try, to, I try to live by that. It's really it's a lot, you know, easier said than done, but I try to do it in everything that I do. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. I love it.
2: Um, is there anything else that you want to share that I can share with my audience right now? um yes i want to share that if um anyone needs any business advice or business consultation um they can go through my site nurseproceo.com and they can email me directly from there and i always respond back and also i want your viewers to know that um this pandemic i think has been tough on everyone i want people to know that um i think things will get better and it's important to be kind to one another very important to be kind to one another in the political climate we have right now and the economic climate and the <laughs> the COVID climate. So just be kind yeah. to one another. <laughs> yeah,
1: was like there's so much going on. Like usually so it's like on. you don't know what
2: someone's battling, but it's like
1: someone's I mean, they're definitely battling something with everything going
2: on. <laughs> I know, I know. And this is so important. You know, you never know what people are going through. Um, so it's just so important to, um, to be kind. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. I I had fun speaking with you. I want to thank you for, um, taking the time out to speak with me today. Yeah, thank you so much for your time and sharing all of your
1: information and, you know, into your programs and everything that you're up to, especially, like, with the pandemic, with having two kids, like a newborn. You got your plate full, but you're still, you're still out there doing it. That's amazing.
2: Yes, I'm going like, to keep trying. <laughs>
0: I so enjoyed my interview with Priscilla and I hope you did too. I'm putting her information in the show notes, so be sure to check out her program, Nurse Pro CEO, and reach out to her if you're ready to turn your passion into profit. Thank you for listening to the BU Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at chick or on my website, beautifulchick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful.